Hello, everyone. Um, thank you for listening to our Central Division podcast created just for you, the medical staff. We're hosted by Saj Joy, good friend of mine, seated to my left, CMO for Central Division, and myself, Drew Herman, the Chief Medical Officer for Levine Children's Hospital and Jeff Gordon Children's Center. Uh, our goal for uh, these podcasts, uh, as we hope going forward, these podcasts are a quick and fun way to get to know the leaders in the Central Division and to stay informed of the events, resources, and services available to them at the Central Division, and maybe provide a laugh or two. You know, the key uh, is communication, uh, emails, message boards and lounges, and word of mouth just isn't enough. Uh, so we're trying podcasts and maybe other forms of media uh, in the future. So let's get going with our next guest, Dr. Stacy Nicholson. Well, welcome to our CMO podcast. Uh, today, we are privileged to have uh, Dr. Stacy Nicholson here with us. Uh, Dr. Nicholson is the president of Atrium Health Levine Children's and also the chair of pediatrics here at Atrium Health. Uh, Dr. Nicholson, thank you very much for being part of this podcast. Uh, got a few questions for you, and then I just want to get to know you a little bit. So let's first start with letting you tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, great. And th thanks for uh, inviting me to be here with you today. So, so I'm, I'm uh, uh, as Dr. Joy mentioned, the uh, president of Levine Children's, and um, I've been here about 21 months at this point. Came here in 2017. Um, it was kind of homecoming for me because I'm from the South. I grew up in a tiny mountain town in Northeast Georgia. Um, went to Furman University uh, in, in Greenville, South Carolina as a math major. Uh, went, went back to my home state for medical school uh, in Augusta, Georgia. Um, and then left the South for three years, and it took me 32 years to get to get back. 32. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so we spent, um, my wife and I spent 12 years in the D.C. area, okay. where, where I did my training, yep. um, and where our three children were born. Um, and then um, I got enticed to move to Oregon Health and Science University uh, in 1997, so 22 years ago. And I spent uh, uh, 18 years in Oregon. Um, and and uh, went there to start the brain tumor program at the Children's Hospital, became uh, division chief of Pizzi Mock, and then finally department chair for the last decade that I was there. Um, all my kids grew up in Oregon, and yeah. then uh, uh, I got increasingly interested in how hospitals work, and so made a very intentional move in 2015 to Phoenix Children's Hospital, where I was uh, the physician-in-chief uh, there, reporting directly to the CEO. Um, uh, but uh, Levine came calling uh, in... Uh, 2017, and uh, here I am, and really happy to be here. That is awesome. I know that the uh, organization and the system has benefited from you being here. Uh, but before we get into some of the details about you know what kind of things you see going forward for this organization for us here at Atrium Health, uh, tell us you, you shared some stuff about your family. But what do you like to do for fun? Well, you know, I I, uh, I try to. Uh, get as much exercise as I can because, you know, time and gravity are fierce foes. Um, and um, so, so one thing I love to do is ride my road bike. Um, so I try to do that in groups of cyclists because I think that's safer than being out there on the road by okay, yourself. Okay, When you said safer, how fast have you gone, really? Fastest in my lifetime is like 43 miles an hour. Wow. Um, on a regular weekend ride, fastest will be most of the time 30 to okay. 35. And but always wear the helmet, right? Always wear a helmet. Yep, absolutely. Always wear a helmet. In fact, I, I had a very serious bicycle accident uh, 10 years ago, uh, and my helmet probably saved me from you know, having a very serious injury. I did spend one night in the hospital, but uh, my helmet broke and took a lot of the uh, force. 
Wow. Um, so I'm a big believer in helmets. Good, good, wonderful. And what about, what's your favorite college uh, sports team? Well, it's the, so I went to Furman University. Now that's a, you know, that's a small uh, liberal arts school, uh, plays division uh, one double A, what used to be called one double A f- uh, football. We've been a national champion in football, I may, I may add. But nice. um, so, so I would pull for Furman against uh, everybody else. Um, but of course, they're like David, music life wins. So, <laughs> so um, I grew up north of Athens. So uh, I'm a big Georgia Bulldog fan. Uh, my oldest son went to Michigan, so I'm go blue uh, I'm in the Big Ten. All right, I'm my, a Buckeye. So uh, it's right. too bad. Um, well, this has been really fun. <laughs> oh, no. um, so, uh, and then my youngest son right now is an undergraduate at State, and so uh, NC State is, is, uh, is, is now my ACC team, and we spent uh, you know, all that time in Oregon, so um, my, my feet are webbed, and I'm a bit of a duck. Okay, well, uh, we do have something else in common there. I'm a, I'm a Wolfbacker. That's where I did my undergrad. So, oh, awesome. So now we don't have, we I, can I, talk again. I knew I liked you. <laughs> all right, and, and what about a professional team? You, you spent all that time in Oregon? Yeah, so, so you know, Oregon, um, uh, I got really uh, interested in the, the Trailblazers there, was able to go to a couple games on the floor. Um, they were big supporters of our children's hospital there, so met a lot of the players uh, and the coaches, um, that many of whom are still there since I only left there four years ago. That's a great organization, so that's really my NBA team. Um, I'm sure the Hornets will eventually replace them uh, in my heart, but um, uh, I'm so thrilled that they're in the playoffs right now uh, and in the you know Western well, Conference Finals, and so hopefully and, and they're playing our uh, uh, grandchildren, if you want to call them, the Currys. Well, one of them actually plays for Portland, right? That's right. That's right. So yeah, it's, uh, so I'm I'm hoping that uh, that Seth is the one who <laughs> w- wins out this time because you know Steph has had his time in the sun. So let's let's let let's let Seth have. His turn. Have his turn. Right. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing some of those personal items uh, about what you what you do and what you enjoy doing. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about your role here as uh, the president of uh, Levine's Children's and, and so forth. Yeah, so, so my role here is um, really you know, primarily administrative. Um, I'm, I'm making the world a better place one meeting at a time. And, um, uh, but, but the thing that attracted me to this role was that it wasn't simply a hospital administration role or simply a physician management role. It had both. Mm-hmm. And, um, while I've got two extremely um, talented vice presidents uh, in Callie Dobbins and, and Jennifer Terry um, who uh, keep those trains running on time and are very visionary and hardworking, um, you know, I, I have overall responsibility for what goes on uh, to anybody in atrium health under the age of 18. So primarily that's the hospital here at Levine Children's, it's Jeff Gordon Children's Center, it's all of our subspecialty practices, which again are mostly here at, at Levine Children's, but are scattered throughout the metro area as well. And then we have uh, over 150 pediatricians who are in our primary care practices in 11 counties uh, in North and South Carolina around Charlotte. So those are the main responsibilities, but you know, if a two-year-old is seen in, uh, in our ED um, in Huntersville, um, at some level that's my responsibility as well. So, so a lot, 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 lot of uh, weight on your shoulders with the, the, the care we provide for our pediatric population. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, I, I, you know, I stand on the shoulders of giants. So there are so many good people that work here in our children's uh, enterprise and um, doing great care every single day. And, um, and, you know, I mentioned before the things that are primarily part of our children's core, but um, we're also working very hard to ensure that the quality of care across every aspect of atrium health for kids is, is of the same high quality, whether it's family medicine or pediatrics. 
whether it's an urgent care where uh, that, that's far, you know, far away from Levine Children's or an ED. Um, and we're also working right now, we have new partners down in Macon, Georgia. We're working with them to help them um, uh, fill some gaps and elevate the care, uh, which is already quite good, but elevate the care in Macon, Georgia as well. So Dr. Nicholson, um, you're a pediatrician, actually you're a subspecialist. Uh, you know, what brought you into that role? Yeah, it's a great, great question. You know, I, I, um, um, I was surprised by pediatrics, actually. I, I went to medical school, uh, again, from a small town in North Georgia. My plan was to become a general internal medicine doctor and to go back and open a practice somewhere in the mountains. Could have been North Georgia, could have been Western North Carolina, Eastern Tennessee, but uh, that was sort of my goal. Um, and when, during medical school, I was blown away by pediatrics as a field. And it, it had two things. One, I loved the kids and the families and, and, and taking care of kids and, and, and working with parents. But I also loved pediatricians. I found my tribe. Mm -hmm. And so I, that, it was those two things together um, that really um, made me decide on pediatrics. But I, even at a young age, I knew that if, by going into pediatrics, I was probably almost certainly going to end up working at a children's hospital or medical school because um, one thing that drew me to internal medicine is I like taking care of sick patients. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and in pediatrics, that's in a place like Levine Children's Hospital. And so um, that, that sort of took me down that way. And I always liked, I always liked um, cancer as a subject matter in medical school. Yeah. And then uh, in my uh, residency in pediatrics, in, at uh, Children's Hospital in D.C. Um, I really loved working with those families and those kids and so it was a natural thing to do to go into pediatric hematology oncology. So um, yeah, I went, I went to med school to become a general internist and ended up being a pediatric oncologist. So uh, you never know, you just have to take the opportunities and be led as you go. That's awesome. I, I actually also went into medical school thinking I was going to be a pediatrician, ah. but went even further back. What I went, went wrong? What oh, went no, I love the pediatric <laughs> side. I just went to the prenatal side, ah. too, so when they were still being formed. So as an MFM, that's what I enjoy doing. But it's always wonderful to hear the, the reasons why we chose the profession we did. So that's well, you're in a great profession, I'll say. And you're, one of the great things about being in a children's hospital that's part of a larger system is we can do things at the beginning and end of childhood that's harder for a freestanding, totally freestanding children's hospital to do. So, yeah. for instance, working with folks like you on fetal diagnostics, fetal therapies, making sure that children are born in the right place so they can get what they need on day one, really important work. And then on the other end of childhood, transitioning children with cystic fibrosis, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, to adult providers who are knowledgeable about serious childhood illness is really a struggle around the country, and we can do it better. Still not perfect, we're working on it, but we can do it better at Levine Children's than some of the best children's hospitals in the country that you all know their names off can do. Well, and I think we've got a great partnership here between the, the, the continuum uh, for the parent, for, I'm sorry, for the patient from childhood into that continuum to adulthood. And so thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Well, so what, you know, knowing that we've got all these other opportunities that you're involved with um, and all the services you're providing, what excites you most about your role, though? Well, what excites me about my role and what gets me up uh, every day coming here is um, I'm, my, my career has primarily been around building very strong clinical and academic programs. And I believe those two things are tied together. I think if you are involved in research, for example, you will be a better doctor. Um, and, 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 and by having research, we're able to bring to our patients cutting-edge treatments that may not be available elsewhere. 
Because my goal really is that no, chil- no child needs to leave Charlotte for care, uh, and this is true today, no child needs to leave Charlotte for care unless they need a bone marrow, uh, not, sorry, unless they need a lung transplant sure. or a small bowel transplant. We can do everything else here at Levine Children's Hospital, and, and not only do it, but do it extremely well, uh, some of the best outcomes in the country. Yeah. And building on that to make those programs even larger, even stronger, even better, but also make sure that everybody around the country knows it. Because mm-hmm. right now, you know, we're worried about kids in Concord and York and, and Hickory and all around this area. But there may be a kid in Kansas City that needs to get on a plane and come here as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we, we want to be um, known as a national children's hospital. Again, not so much so that people say, gosh, look how good those great doctors and nurses are at Levine Children's, but because that's the kind of children's hospital that Charlotte and the Carolinas deserves. That's awesome, uh, and I think a very ambitious goal, but I think just by talking with you, I can see that we're going to strive towards it. Um, so let's talk about, some, since you've only been here 21 months, uh, what are you most proud of, though, in the past six months? Well, I tell you, in the past six months, I have to say that, um, you know, as I mentioned, I've been mostly in my career about building uh, specialty programs, you know, focused on children's hospitals. So this is the first time I've been associated with a very large group of primary care pediatricians in the way that, that we are here. And so I have to say, you know, I've I'm, I'm, um, been really impressed with our um, Shelby Pediatrics uh, group out in Cleveland County. Two years ago, they started a pilot um, of providing uh, uh, virtual visits in the school system there. Um, in year one, uh, there was a, a single school pilot, um, was very successful. Uh, 20% of the kids that were enrolled in didn't have a medical home, and so they were able to be enrolled at, with Shelby Pediatrics and have a medical home for the first time. Mm-hmm. We cut unnecessary ED visits in the kids that were enrolled in that by 50% in that school year, and we cut unnecessary dismissals, uh, early dismissals of the kids where the families would have to leave work or leave home and come pick up the child by a third. And mm-hmm. so based on that, we expanded it to, I think, five schools uh, this current year. We have a grant from Coles for next year. Um, that some of our, our, our great uh, pediatricians um, were able to apply for and get $750,000 to allow us to expand it to 19 schools next year. Wow. And we just got another grant um, this past uh, week uh, that will allow us to take it into Lincoln County as well. So I have to say I, that's very innovative. It's the future of health care. It's bringing care closer to the patients. It's cutting down on costs. It's increasing quality. It's exactly what we need to do. So. So I'd say in, in, the, in that recent six months, that is, that is the thing that, that's really struck me as being, you know, while quite simple, incredibly innovative. Excellent. Now that you've seen that in the past six months, what are you concerned about for the immediate future, the next six months? Well, I'd say that the thing that, that concerns me most right now, um, and this won't be news to anybody that I've talked to, won't be news to my boss, my bosses or to... Um, to the nurses and doctors and everybody that's working at Levine Children's Hospital in in particular um, is space. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been so successful in providing care to the children of this region and kids not having to leave this region for care that on an average day we're 87% full. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to run a hospital efficiently when you're that full because that means if that's an average day, half the days you're you're higher than that. And so making sure there's a, a place for a kid to go after surgery so you can start the surgery mm-hmm. um, is, is, is a, a daily uh, question we have to ask ourselves here at Levine Children's. So we're working really hard on that, um, trying to um, uh, renovate a building for an outpatient center for kids here. 
working hard on where, where can we in this uh, CMC, you know, Carolina's Medical Center chassis, find additional beds that we can repurpose to yeah. the children's mission. Um, and so um, I'm, you know, I, along with our, our uh, real estate, our, our, our space people, as well as our hospital administrators, are working very hard uh, to, um, to, to solve that problem. That, that's our biggest problem. Um, and uh, we've, we've put some money to it, and so I, I, we will solve that issue. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel confident that uh, the commitment will be there and that we will uh, solve that problem? Yeah, we, we, we will solve it. Again, we, we, the, uh, the system itself, Atrium Health, has committed uh, resources to solving that problem. We also have great partners uh, in the community through our philanthropy, through the Atrium Health Foundation. Mm -hmm. And, for example, um, on that new outpatient uh, building that I mentioned that we're renovating, uh, the fifth floor of that building is going to be a, a heart center, a new heart wow. center for Levine Children's. And uh, the Greg Olson Foundation uh, in the last uh, week has announced a commitment to help fund that floor. And so that's just one example of, of a great partnership out in the community. Um, and there are many others uh, like Greg and his family um, who uh, are big supporters of our hospital and helping us raise the money to, to get to where we need to be. That's fantastic. Philanthropy is so critical to our ongoing success. Uh, and we definitely have that in this community. Um, so as you know, the, this goal of this podcast is to uh, make sure that it's a quick and fun way to get to know the leaders in our central division and stay informed of the events, resources, services, et cetera, that are available to all of our teammates in the central division. Um, knowing that communication is the key, and this is just one way to communicate via podcast, what would you say to one of our uh, emerging or early career or mid-career physicians is uh, something that they should focus on uh, to enjoy this work that we do and, and do it here on our campus? Yeah, that's a great question, you know, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll answer it in two ways. Um, first, um, you know, there, there's a big, and for physicians in particular, I think nursing as well and, and, and maybe in other professions, um, there's a lot of talk these days about burnout. Mm -hmm. um, and, and delivering health care, particularly to children, really sick children, sometimes children die. Um, that's really tough for doctors and nurses, mm -hmm. not to mention for families. And to see suffering in the way that we see it can be very difficult. But at the same time, it's such a privilege that families invite us into their lives mm -hmm. and that we get to, to help families and help children. And to, to take time every day to remind yourself, despite all of the hard work, despite the headwinds, despite um, a lot of things that make our work very hard, just to remind ourselves of the privilege that we have to take care of children and the privilege that we have to be involved in such meaningful work for our children, our, the families, and our communities. Um, and, and because of that, uh, and because of the hard work that families do in partnership with us, you know, the, the, the cure rates for, go down the list, childhood cancer, pediatric heart disease, from when I trained 35 years ago to today have all gotten so much better. And the quality of life of the children who face those issues have gotten so much better. Um, you know, if, we, if we, we can just get everybody vaccinated, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, even better uh, because some of the old-fashioned diseases are now making a comeback, uh, sadly. And the second thing I would say, you know, communication is, is really tough. And to do anything other than miscommunicate um, is, is really tough. And so... I feel that every day. I, I wish I could sit down every day with um, all the doctors and nurses that work here. Um, I wish I knew everybody's name. Mm -hmm. um, I don't yet. Um, and, um, and it'll probably take me a while to, 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 to get to that point. Um, 
but if if someone but, but, ran into you on the on the hallway yeah. and wanted to chat with you, you would. Oh, absolutely. You look like you would definitely chat with them. Yeah, I would, I, I'm, I'm, I have an open door and an open you know open uh, um, calendar, um, and anybody can get on it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I would also say you know for the people I work for who are you know even one step removed from the front line of patient care, yeah. all great people and and um, have the best in mind for our patients and families. So assume good intent for your leaders and if and if there's something that you hear that doesn't make sense, ask the question. Don't don't go around thinking something that's not true, particularly if it makes you feel bad about the work you're doing um, and, 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 and makes you wonder about the work you're doing. Because um, yeah. this is a great place, great teammates, great leaders, great mission, and we're in a phenomenal community. And uh, we're truly blessed. Yeah. And, and I think I've always heard that uh, comment, especially when it comes to burnout and, and the, the, the concern for our physicians uh, regarding, well, what fills your cup, right? I mean, what do you need to have uh, that keeps you motivated, keeps you going? And uh, sometimes it's each other. Uh, sometimes it's, it's anything else. Let me, let me ask you this, this, if you know the answer to this question. Who fills your tank at the gas station? This is a joke, by the way. It's a joke. Yeah, gosh, uh, who fills my tank at the gas station? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tony the Tiger. I oh, that's close, but Philip. 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 All right. We're getting near the end. I've got one other. Yeah, right? Okay. Well, one other thing. What, would you, what other kind of advice would you give to these early career physicians on what not to do? So what not to do? Uh, I tell you, the, the worst thing a physician in particular can do is be arrogant. Mm -hmm. and to think more highly of themselves than they ought to and always ask a nurse for advice. <laughs> that, that's that's that, smart, yeah. smart, smart, smart. Hey, listen, uh, I've really enjoyed you sharing this time for us to get to know you, letting our physicians and nurses, whoever listens to this podcast, know more about you because getting to know you, it's, it's really easy to know that you're very engaging and uh, if they need to chat with you, they can, and we welcome that. Well, I appreciate that very much. I'm glad to be here. I will, if I can finish with one quick thing. My, my daughter is a second grade teacher. Oh, yeah? And I was visiting her in her house one day in Arizona, and she had a, somebody given her a, a coffee table book of jokes and cartoons for teachers. Okay. And I was just looking through it, and there was one page where I laughed out loud. And it basically had a simple little saying was, nothing messes up your Friday like realizing it's Tuesday. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, how better can we end them with that, knowing especially that you have that attitude going into providing care for all of our patients. Thank you, Dr. Nicholson. Thank you, Dr. Jordan. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we look forward to our next interview with Dr. Gary Little, Chief Medical Officer of the Metro Division. Till next time, peace out.